Did you ever go for a walk pondering something that's on your mind, wishing you could see a sign and then suddenly a bird appears? Well, that's what we're talking about in today's episode. My guest is going to tell you all about the messages that birds have shared with her over the years, and she's going to share them with you. She's made a magnificent deck of cards, and if you stay till the end, you'll hear all about the magical card that my guest picked for all the listeners. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Ronnie Ann Ryan, your go-to intuitive coach bringing real talk to the mystical realm on the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. Feel like the universe or your spirit guides aren't delivering? Maybe you're confused by esoteric lingo or which healing method to try. Well, you're in the right place because who has time for confusion when you're trying to build a business, find love, heal and recover, or leave your partner or job? I'll turn that mumbo jumbo into clear, actionable steps that fit easily into your life. So buckle up, open that heart chakra, and let's cut through the cosmic Love together, shall we? Good fortune favors the bold and those who aren't afraid to call it like they see it right here on the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. Before I jump into today's juicy show, I wanted to just share a little bit about my new program, Awaken Your Sixth Sense, because two people have written fabulous testimonials, and I'm really excited to share them with you and so excited about this program. It's made for people who want to build up and use their intuition and learn how to trust themselves. So anyway, let me just tell you, the first one is Ronnie has a very clear and practical teaching style with great examples that make it all easy to understand and to put into practice, whether you're a beginner or expanding your skills. Plus, the lessons are just the right length, short and to the point. I highly recommend the program. That's from Lisa in California. And then another one is, I've dabbled with my intuition for years, but was never too sure I could trust what came to me. After working with Awaken Your Sixth Sense, I'm doing great. Connecting with my own guidance is so much easier now. Ronnie explains how to do this step-by-step in such a simple way. I finally get how this works. If you've only used your intuition here and there, but want more, this is the program that will get you there. And that's from Heather in Colorado. So I just want to say a big shout out to both of them. Thank you so much for writing those great testimonials. My hope is that they will encourage you to consider my program and you can check it out at intuitiveedge.biz slash awaken. See if it's right for you. Hi, this is Ronnie and Ryan, your go-to intuitive coach here today with the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And on today's episode, I'm speaking with Catherine Bastido, a Reiki master who has always been fascinated by birds. Over the last 15 years, Catherine has taught Reiki, including an intensive master program. She's led workshops and retreats, volunteered as a wellness coach for cancer survivors, and sat on the board of a nonprofit organization devoted to women's She practices yoga and meditation and writes online articles related to complimentary health. Prior to this, Catherine enjoyed a fulfilling career with the Canadian government. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you very much, Ronnie. I'm so pleased to be here. It's a privilege to talk to you and your listeners. I am also a Reiki master, although I ended up not really teaching. I did initiate a few people. I mostly use Reiki for me, or I do a lot of clearing work with the Reiki energy too. So what brought you to Reiki? I had a quite a senior position in the Canadian government, and it was very stressful. I was in one position where people were constantly coming in my office and in tears and telling me their stories, and I just couldn't shed it. It was getting me down. And it happened through one of these wonderful synchronicities that three people in the same way, same week, mentioned Reiki to me. And I thought, maybe there's something in this. I'd never heard of it. So I looked it up. There was a course being given by the school board, of all things. 
And there was one place left. And I thought, okay, I guess this is meant to be. So I took my first course. Like you, I used it at the beginning for my family, my friends, my colleagues. And it really helped me to release the, the stress and to release other people's, be empathetic, but at the same time, not take that home with me to my own family. And I did that for quite a few years. And then I thought, well, actually, something hit me. It might be interesting to know one of my young colleagues died of chickenpox very suddenly Wow! at a conference. Her parents didn't even have time to go to, I think it was Chicago, where she was at the conference. And it hit all of us because she was a lovely, happy, joyful young woman. I thought to myself, my goodness, life is fragile. What should I do that I haven't done? And I thought maybe I'd get the answer leave, travel around the world, whatever. But no, the answer came straight to me, Reiki. So I thought, okay, I felt as if spirit was speaking to me and I needed to take more Reiki classes. So I found a new teacher. I did my higher levels and I decided to leave my government career and pursue a, a new career in studying more Reiki and, and teaching and holding retreats, that sort of thing. And I've loved it. Oh, that's fabulous. So many people do Reiki, but that doesn't take away from it in any way, shape or form. And to me, Reiki offers a gateway. And it's so interesting because having done this podcast, you know, I have more than 150 episodes. So I've talked to a lot of people and I always ask people, how did you get started on the spiritual path? And people say two things more than anything else. Yoga, Reiki. Those are the two things they say. And so I think of Reiki as a gateway. When I did Reiki back in 1990, during that 21 days after your initiation, everything kind of aligns. And so at the end of the 21 days, then I started to channel. So I think that that it's not just me that a lot of people experience a big opening or awakening after doing their first Reiki training, because I actually thought those symbols were just all nonsense. And then when I had my experience of being attuned, I was like, holy moly, there's something going on there because it was so powerful. It really was shocking to me how incredibly powerful and how much I could feel that whole experience. So then I was like, all right, there's something going on here. Well, so anyway, I this. think it's a gateway. I agree with you. And I'll tell you the story of how I started in holographic Reiki, which was the second teacher I found. I was still in my business career then. And I walked into her office wearing my business suit from the Treasury Board Office of Canada and looking very formal. And she looked at me and I looked at her and she had angels all over the walls. And I'm thinking, where am I? And I, I must be crazy to be coming here, but I had been driven, I guess. First thing she said to me, she Julie Damarez, her name, she looked up at me and she said, Catherine, you have a hawk on your shoulder and its wing is broken. And I said, what? <laughs> yes, it, it, it was the start of my understanding the spiritualism in birds. And she said, hawk is a symbol of the messenger and you have messages to carry out to people. And sure enough, it was that was the beginning of my interest. And the broken winged hawk disappeared after I wrote my first edition of the Bird Vibes cards. And it was as if those messages were meant to come out. And honestly, after she said I had a broken winged hawk on my shoulder, I kept seeing birds on the ground who had died. It was getting actually quite spooky. Birds would come into my yard or hit my window pane, and I'd, I'd see them everywhere. A peregrine falcon on the front of me on the path. I mean, unusual birds, uh, partridges on the ground. And what is happening here? And when I did write the cards, it all stopped. So there was something yeah. there. They were trying to get my attention, I yeah. think. 
That's for sure. <laughs> um, that's funny. I saw, I think it's a peregrine falcon. One time when I look out the window in my bedroom, which is right near the door to the bathroom, there's, you can see the roof from the bump out of the kitchen because the, ba- the bedroom's on the second floor. I'm looking down on the roof. I could touch it if I had the window open. And looking in is a, this peregrine falcon looking at me. Mm-hmm. And he's standing there. So he's looking uphill, looking into the window, looking in my eyes. And I'm like, what is going on here? And he just kept looking at me until I walked away. He never moved. I'm like, whoa, that's deep. <laughs> well, there's, a pe- there's a peregrine falcon in my cards, and maybe we should uh, show that one to you. Yeah, it's, a, it's a message about going directly to source. When I wrote the decks, people often ask me how I chose the cards and how I chose the birds to include in the deck. And one of my criterion was that I should have seen the the bird and that it should be a bird that I'd had an unusual experience with, like yours, not just a a robin on the front lawn, but something that was striking. So the peregrine falcon says connect with source. So you may have been getting a message at that time. Seek the setting that is right for you. Observe well and call on your spiritual power source for guidance. And there's a peregrine falcon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's a picture of it landing. I knew that was something unusual. (laughs) you know, to pay attention to for sure. So that's so interesting that that's what led to the whole bird thing. I did get a deck of your amazingly beautiful cards and they're all birds. It's called Bird Vibes Meditation Cards. And if you go to my website when you're, which is breatheloveandmagic.com, you'll see pictures mixed in. I do a blog post and you'll see the pictures some from some of the cards we're going to pick today uh, on the blog post. But that's amazing that you said you've actually seen all of these birds. Some of them are fairly common and I think many people in eastern and central North America would see them, the robins, the blue jays, the sparrows. Some of them are less common certainly. The emblem of the deck is a snowy owl and that's not a very common bird for sure. And uh, there's a story there too, because I thought I had finished my deck and I was speaking with a woman who's psychic and I very much respect. She has a very business background like mine, but she's a wonderful psychic. And I was speaking with her and she said, Catherine, you're not done yet. I had 49 cards at that time and there were 54 in the deck. And she said, you're not done. She pulled in her angels. As I, as I know you work with angels. She said, Raphael wants five more cards. I said, oh my goodness, I don't know how I'm going to manifest that I I thought it was done yeah and then later on it struck me that I should have a card for each of the seasons to accompany the birds so there is one card for each season I've found that that makes it interesting for people because sometimes when they pull a season card I say pull another card of a bird and the seasonal card which is a little bit longer message may also be an indication of timing around their 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 thoughts and their question and so that made 53 I still was short one card and I was out in the countryside and just north of my home in Quebec I live in Gatineau Quebec and there I saw the snowy owl and it flew right over my card it's a huge bird it was so big and impressive that even though I was inside the car I automatically ducked my head it was so big Uh, whoa that's the last card and so the snowy owl became 
a symbol of my deck and all the cards are related to the different chakras, which is, I think, different than many, many decks. And yeah. the snowy owl became the symbol of the eighth chakra. I put in one card for the eighth chakra. So Raphael had it bang on. <laughs> there wow. ended up being 54 cards. So is the eighth chakra the soul star? Uh, pardon? Yes, it is. Many people talk about, in North America, talk about seven chakras. Yes. Kundalini yoga, which is the kind of yoga that I enjoy, has eight chakras. Different cultures have different numbers of chakras up to into the hundreds. But here we mainly talk about seven, but I like to include the eighth because I think that soul star chakra is an important one for the really big picture and for connecting us throughout the world to different cultures. And, and so what color is that one? That's a very interesting question. And okay. we had quite a debate about that. You, you have really kicked the question. <laughs> so I spoke to my Kundalini yoga teachers. I personally see it as I described to my clients that it's like mother of pearl. Ooh. It has elements of peach and pink and cream and white. And I say, picture mother of pearl. For me, that's the eighth chakra. How was I possibly going to put mother of pearl into a color on a deck? <laughs> We had quite a debate and some people say it's pink, some people say it's white. In Kundalini Yoga, it's white. And we settled on a very pretty cream in the deck to indicate the eighth chakra. And we were all, I, I was happy with that. But personally, to me, it's mother of pearl. <laughs> yeah. Before you started talking about what color it was, what I heard was iridescent. Yes, and that, exactly. That is just like mother of pearl. So exactly. it's white, but it's pink, but it's blue but it's peach. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I didn't know the answer to that. So thank you for clearing that up for me. That's excellent. I know a lot of people have been talking about the eighth chakra and then up to 12. 12 is becoming more common too, but I yes, don't know what yes, those other is. ones are. There's also the earth star that's under your feet, I guess, but. Yes, there is. And I debated to include that one or not and finally didn't, but I do talk a lot about the root chakra. Tell me, how did you figure out which birds went with which chakras? Oh, you've got the good questions, Ronnie. <laughs> some of it was very logical and some of it was purely intuitive. So on the logical side, it was the colors of the birds. Say the, the blue jay was in the throat chakra and the goldfinch was in the solar plexus, the yellow. So there were, the color was a part of it. But it wasn't just color. It was the way the bird moves or or its mating habits, the, how it flies, the, the part that people would see readily would be the hawks being in the higher chakras, the, the ones that see the big picture, the swan. And some of it is symbolism that goes way, way back in thousands of years and cultures. But beyond that, there was a question, for example, the throat chakra with the songbirds. We have so many. Which song, and I put seven birds in each chakra, which songbirds would I include? And that was when I went to the intuitive part. It was please help me. I don't know of all these wonderful birds. I don't know which ones to include beyond the color and the habits and so on. And I, I would get some inspiration that came through source. And so it was a combination, my choice. Uh, uh, sometimes it was the way there's a card in there, the grackle, which struts across the ground. And it was the way it moves that made me put it in. It's a black bird. So where do you put a black bird? But but it was the way it moves. And uh, and I uh, the message on that card was stretch. Do your stuff. You know, show off. It's okay. That's solar plexus. Yes. Yeah. And it's a beautiful iridescent bird too. Yeah. We have them. They come in and they take over the bird feeder and we're like, oh, those darn crackles. Then my husband goes, well, I guess they're hungry too because they're very bossy and they push all the other birds out of the way. Sometimes we need to be like that. We need oh, to yeah. be assertive. So that's okay. 
so some birds in the deck are very mild and sweet, and some of them are a bit more aggressive. And some of them, there's a, a cat bird I just picked here randomly, and it's a heart bird that's very hard to see. It yeah. hides in the bushes, but it's an absolutely beautiful sing songster, and it mimics other birds. And it actually does sound like a cat sometimes. There's one that hides in the bushes in the back of my yard. Oh, just once in a while, I'll hear it, and I think there's a cat around, but no, it's the cat bird. This card says express your creativity and there's so many ways to express yourself and that came from the way the songbird can express so many songs quite beautiful we have wild space behind us not a lot but there's space that can't be built on because it has to do with water running water and stuff quite a menagerie back there of wildness and so we have everything you could imagine fox coyote bobcat and it's not even that big an area area deer so we have a bird back there that we can, i've never seen the bird that sings this song but it, it sounds like it's going we call it the Eric bird. What the heck is that bird? I just, I'm going to have to look it. I've never looked it up and I don't know if we're going to find it, but that's what it really sounds like. It's saying Eric. Someday and take it and get a picture of it so that you can look it up. When I was editing this recording, I looked up what bird song sounds like Eric. And I can't believe it. Talk about synchronicity. But it's the gray cat bird that Catherine just talked about. What a crazy synchronicity, isn't it? Just a quick pause before sharing more mystical moments. Are you at a crossroads and unsure which path to take? Or in the midst of difficult life changes? Stop the guesswork and endless what ifs. I've been there. Know what I did? I asked the universe for a sign and it worked. Now I'm sharing my too simple to be true method with you. In my free audio program, How to Ask the Universe for a Sign, you'll learn the simple steps to receive a clear yes-no answer from the universe within just 24 hours. No more sleepless nights, just clear answers. Visit intuitiveedge.biz slash sign to claim your free audio program and start your journey to certainty today. And now back to the story. Part of the fun of birds is also the learning about them and seeing them and watching them and listening to and thinking what they sound like and yeah. they do have different songs at different times of year so sometimes I think I know a bird and I can't figure it out and I oh it's the springtime that's a spring song oh I had no idea they sang different like, songs like, at different times so so tell me a story about how you saw a bird besides the owl or the hawk or your client saw a bird and the meaning it had and how that transformed whatever they were up to uh -oh. that's a good one or pick another topic no, that's fine. There's so many birds. There was there was a time I was on a retreat, and it's another it's another story about my including a a bird in the deck. And I was at a yoga retreat in the countryside, and I'd left the group, and I was sitting by myself beside a river on a slope of a river, and over my head a very very large bird flew, and it was a golden eagle. And uh, it was really striking. And that golden eagle was, wow, I want to put that bird in my deck because it's a, it's a magnificent bird and not one that we see very often, certainly not one that we see close by. Even if someone was able to identify that that bird far away was a golden eagle, you don't very often see it flying right over your head. And it was like that bird was trying to give me a message like, me too, me too. <laughs> and oh. so I included the golden eagle in my deck. And I thought that was a fun bird. And I put it in, I'm just looking it up now, in the, it's card number 43, which means that it's high up in those chakras and it's in the seventh chakra. And it says, show your leadership and vision. I think that was partly the message that it was given to me was, 
was, it said, my deck reads, and it, and it came from my experience, accept and embrace your spiritual power, spread your wings and soar, but be sure to remain connected to the earth. And very often in my classes, I meet people who are very spiritual, but they have a hard time connecting to the earth. I have a practical side to me because of my business background beforehand. And one person said to me, you know, they're not, you're not the only little bit of humility is good. And she said, you're not the only one that can do a deck, but you can get it out there. So it's good to be not only spiritual, and I, I like to say that we need to balance all of our chakras and not just to be up there, but to have our feet firmly on the ground and feel the earth. And I think that's what the golden eagle was saying. Oh, wow. I love that story. I have had many clients tell me stories about birds as well. And often they're related to someone who's passed away. Ah. For example, see, cardinals seem to come up quite often. And I have a friend in, in South Carolina who unusually sees cardinals when someone's passed away or will see a bird when she's thinking about someone and an unusual bird will come by. And many clients have told me that, that certain birds come to them or they may come unusually to their balcony or to a window, keep knocking at them. Them, sometimes dive bombing them. Birds will do that <laughs> once in a while if there's a nest nearby, but sometimes it feels to the person that that bird's trying to get their attention. What is that blue jay saying to them? So I've had many stories that relate to people passing over and birds. Yeah, I've heard that before. That's very common. So that's very interesting. What else would you like to tell the listeners about your deck and your message? Well, I call my, my cards meditation cards. And in my deck, there's a guidebook. And I wrote some ways to use the cards and I wrote some meditations. And one of the things I've been I've been thinking a lot about is what I've called a joy walk. And this is where you go out for a walk and look for things to make you happy. Small things, just really noticing nature. And it doesn't have to be in the country or in the woods. It can be on the city sidewalk. But you look at what's on the sidewalk. You look at the dandelion or the pine cone or, or you just enjoy what's around you. And when you come back after your walk and you pick a card, a med uh, one of the meditation cards and you relate in a new way what you're seeing in that card to what you're going through. I think the, the joy walk is a way of noticing nature and I find that very uplifting. It helps us to be positive and sometimes it's a little bit of an effort. You know, we all get have low times and that's the time when it's good to go out for a joy walk and today there are not many birds around my place. It, it's a dull day with a sprinkling of snow. It's a bit raw and I was out briefly and the crow was is the only bird calling but the crow like the raven is a symbol of having the tools that you need your power your intelligence you can do it so i walked out i heard the crow and i thought okay i've got an interview coming up i'm talking with you now and the crow was behind me saying you can do this and i thought great okay there may not be too many pretty birds around right now in this cold day but the crow is still hanging in there saying you can do it that's awesome i love that story the joy walk that's such a fun idea it's really a walk of mindfulness yes. and being present. So that makes total sense that if you have that as your intention, it would definitely shift your energy because you're just looking at how amazing nature is, which we often don't take time to think about. We're too busy thinking about what groceries we have to pick up and how much laundry there is to do and what is next on our work list, <laughs> to-do list. Exactly. I think it's a lot about opening our hearts. And I have very much in mind my walk yesterday when I, I walked over to the 
grocery store, feeling a little bit low energy after a very busy holiday period and many entertaining many people for about two weeks straight, including young children and so on. So I was just depleted and I walked over to the grocery store. I bought some frozen food because I thought I'm done with cooking. <laughs> and I had quite a load, which I, of course, thought I could just carry in my hands, but then it was very heavy. And I'm at the cash and a very nice elderly woman ahead of me said, please, you go ahead. And I felt badly because she's older, I think older than I am. And I said, no, no. I was tempted to say fine because I just wanted to get home and I wasn't in a great mood. <laughs> and I thought, no, Catherine, don't do that. So I said, no, no, please. I don't need to go ahead of you. Please go ahead. And then we got into a little chat. And she was lovely. And she asked me about my Christmas. And I asked her about hers and getting families getting together. She said, oh, my sons are traveling internationally and they're not here. It's just the two of us. But she said, it's all about love, isn't it? And I said, yes, it's all about the love around us. And I felt like crying, honestly. It was like she was an earth angel just sent to me in that moment when I was depleted. And I thought, I don't think I can really hug her. I'd never met her before, but I felt like it. And I walked out of the grocery store with a tear in my eye. I thought, oh, thank you, Spirit for just bringing me this lovely woman at the right time. And I think when we go for a walk with our heart open, even when we're not feeling terrific, we will come across people, we will come across things in nature that uplift us. And we can come home and meditate, we can pick a card, we can see it will all come together like a jigsaw puzzle. Oh, what a beautiful story. That was awesome. Thank you for sharing that. All right, are we going to pick a card or two? Sure. And I do this totally at random. I, I've done this before on the interviews and shows, and I don't do it ahead of time, just so your listeners know this is going to be, what is the card for? Shall this one be for you or for the... Okay, sure. I need, to, I need an intention. All right. So we'll pick one for you and one for the group. How's that? What do, great. What do I need to know? That's the question. Okay. So we have here a yellow-bellied sapsucker. It's a woodpecker in the solar plexus. The card number is 21. And it says, set the beat. Sometimes cards come to us, by the way, I tell people, as confirmation of what we're doing. It may sure. not be earth shattering, and it might be, but sometimes it's confirmation. So this, shall I read the card? Oh, please. The drumming of the yellow-bellied sapsucker in mating season resonates through the bird's woodland territory. Re-examine your activities, make the necessary changes to your rhythm of life, and strengthen your boundaries. Hmm, that is so interesting. All right. Well, thank you for the message. I'll have to keep that in mind. It comes from a yellow-bellied sapsucker that was kept drumming on her downspouts two springs ago in springtime, <laughs> and it just wouldn't stop. It was driving everybody in the neighborhood crazy, <laughs> but it was really fun to see. And so they, that can get your attention, and sometimes we do need to set new boundaries, especially at this time of year. And it's a time when we do look at our rhythm of life and say, are we doing too much? Is there, should we be changing something? So now a card for the group. This raven is just uh, wanting to come out. Wow, look at that. It's, so what does that mean? The raven's and I, and a big I, bird. Maybe this is a good time to say that all the pictures in this deck are based on original oil paintings yeah, done gorgeous. by an Ottawa artist. And they're very beautiful. They and are. she specializes in birds. And her paintings are about the size of these cards. They're miniature paintings. Oh, so we have wow. here a raven looking very intense, I would say, against a purple background on a yeah. black branch. And it's in the seventh chakra. It says, use your tool, sixth chakra, excuse me, use your tools. The common raven has remarkable problem-solving intelligence. The low croak reminds us that magic is in the air. 
The raven insists that you do have the power, the resources, and the understanding. Think about how to use these. So this is a message for you, everyone out there that there's magic around us and that you have the power, the resources, and the understanding. Well, that is a very encouraging message, right? Yes. And I know that ravens are all about magic. And since this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, how perfect is that? (laughs) I thought so too. Awesome. All right. I think that pretty much does it. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I just say that there's some, we've talked about the joy walk, but that there are other meditations in the guidebook that people can use and, and they can even use the cards with spreads if they want to. And I talk about how to use them with eight cards or, or do some people like to read one card a day and they're good for all ages. I have clients whose children pick a card before they go off to school. I think they have a wide appeal. And they have been verified by an ornithologist. So the card has a detail about a bird and all of the facts are correct as well. And that was important to me. And I hope the cards will help people learn more about birds and at the same time will encourage them on their spiritual path. Yeah. And if there are any questions, I'm happy for anyone to contact me. Oh, how nice. All right. Well, they can find you at CatherineCBestito.com. And the cards are available everywhere? They're on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, the major bookstores. They're also in some of the smaller bookstores as well and spiritual shops. That's wonderful. And I hope they do because they are beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. This has been lovely. I love that there are messages that come on the wings, right? That's how I look at it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ronnie. It's been a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me in this sacred space on your journey to clarity and spiritual growth. If you're at a crossroad in the middle of a life crisis or challenge, try intuitive coaching or book an intuitive or past life reading at intuitiveedge.biz. Enjoyed our time together? Please rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend to spread the magic. Until next time, this is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Thank you.